Good morning. Baby's not even on full screen. There he is. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads. My name is Graham Day. How the devil are you all doing today? It's incredibly bright in here today because I decided, you know what? I'm going to have some sunshine while I do the scoop. Uh, so the window is open. So usually you've, I'd have like levels of shadow cast over my face like that. But today, no, we're letting the sunshine in. Let the sunshine in. Anyway, how are you all doing? Good morning. The time is 10 a.m. ish. Ish. It's 11.36, but it's 10 a.m. for us because we are live on twitch.tv forward slash Ashton My name is Graham Day, and I'm joined by the man that we call BB, our rate pet. Good morning. Are you saying that you're letting the sun shine in today? Your room looks so much brighter than it did before. Like, it's so much better. I'm not saying it was shit before, but when you put on lights and stuff, it, it looked dark. But now, obviously, you can't quite see the ice cream uploads neon in the background, but your room looks so much brighter. Yeah, I mean, to the point where I was chatting with show after our Nintendo Direct, I can't even call it that, after we did, after we all just met up and had a chat about something else that was happening elsewhere because Nintendo's fucking content clustering policy is bullshit. But anyway, enough, we'll, come up, we'll come on to that shortly. But uh, uh, yeah, I was talking with show, I was like, I, didn't, I thought you must have moved house or at least moved room because there was no way that I thought you were in the same room. I was like, no, nah, it's, it's the same room. It's not finished yet, but it's the, it's the same room. Um, we, I had like grey walls previously, so I turned a pair at them white and the uh just that one neon sign which as bib said isn't quite um tuned in for my light setup yet so it just turns into like a big white blur there that's actually the ice cream uploads neon sign but um mm -hmm. yeah it just that adds so much light into the room i've got a better blind Do you know what i'm gonna i'll turn i'll turn the light off for a second just so you can see like that pumps out so much light in but even with that off the room itself it just looks oh, i'm stuck i'm tangled around my chair the room just looks good <laughs> looks good uh but yeah yeah nice nice um hopefully we get the nano leaf so the nano leaf is still on the floor down here i have an ethernet cable arriving today which means that i can put my channel in and my trunking and stuff on the walls over here once that's on i can put my nano leaf up and then we can kind of like it's kind of like dominoes get one thing to change one thing to do the one thing which allows me to do the next thing so hopefully Next few days, by next week-ish, we should be good. We should be good, but nice. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see who's in the chat. Switch Pro confirmed, says ads. Ish, ish, ish. Uh, <laughs> good morning, Lake. Good morning, next gen base. Actually, do you know on that on that bombshell? I'll use that as a jumping-off point. We received some presents from next gen base this morning, uh, and uh, I'll show you. I'll show you. So first up, we have. I'm going to sing this all the way through, by the way. British Celtic. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not really. So, got uh, the uh, bronze PlayStation trophy. Then we have. Got many of them. Oh, oh which wrong way around. Uh, this is the silver PlayStation trophy. Nice. Uh, got a few less of them. Uh, the gold PlayStation trophy. Okay, now we're starting to get into the rare territory now. And then finally, we have. The ever elusive platinum PlayStation trophy, uh, trophy, and as I mentioned to Ben from Next Gen Base this morning, uh, 
Only the second ever Platinum I've ever had. PUBG was my first. This is my second and my only uh, other one that I've ever had. So now now I am now the proud owner of PlayStation trophies. So um, we've got those. But that's not where it stops. Obviously, that's the PlayStation side of things. Maybe you're an Xbox user. Maybe you want like a uh, an Xbox. Do you know what? I wish I had the Xbox noise activation pop, uh, so I could just go like this. Mm. Boop. <laughs> oh, wrong, wrong place. No, I can't get my tool. There we go. Uh, but I'll hold it up so you can see what it says. Achievement unlocked. Uh, 2021 gamer score. Steve Frosty. Yeah. How cool is that? Uh, so shout out to uh, Ben. And there you go. Baby doing the exclamation mark 3D. So if you uh, would like any of these, no spawn. Um, obviously, technically, we are hashtag gifted. Um, although, do you still put that if you get it from your buddy? You probably do. Uh, but Ben sent us some, some cool stuff over. And if you were after any little 3D printed trophies um your own customized xbox gamer score stuff then check out that link in the chat nice exclamation mark 3d to get the link cheers ben i appreciate that um so if you don't know where they came from next gen base who is in the chat and uh was involved in the streams with us over the weekend for e3 um this is one of the things that ben does so nice and he does some he does some cool stuff for charity as well with it I, i've seen him do um is it is it lincoln city stadium ben uh is that is that what you've been printing off? Three D printing state. Pre, uh, my God, stadiums. I don't know if I said the word properly at all in there, but that's what I meant to say. Uh, you've been printing three <laughs> D printed stadiums for charity, right? Is that right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. But anyway, thank you very much. You know, I am actually going to have to shut that blind now because as much as I want the sunlight, Bro. I'm just getting washed off. He says. Oh, welcome to Ice Cream Uploads, ladies and gentlemen. We go live each and every single weekday, and you can see Graham leaning and walking around his room, doing some new stuff, shouting wild things like Abe Simpson shouting at clouds. <laughs> Old Ooh. man shouts at cloud. What's up? Is that your postman? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I think I've just heard the front door go. Bitby's trophies. See. We'll see. Oh, oh, it's exciting times. Uh... Who knows? Uh, let me carry on the, the, the run through the chat just to make sure that we've got everyone. Gaggad says, good morning, James. Good morning to you, sir. Ad says, spent two hours this morning re-watching Breath of the Wild 2 for a video. Uh, did it Did it do everything you needed it to do? I know it got you emotional yesterday. Did you get re-emotional? Is that word today? What are your thoughts, Ads? I mean, obviously, going to be on the Switch Pro. Yeah, re-emotional. Hey, there you go. Nice. Totes Rimosh. Uh, Tito says, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Ad says, it was as shit as Capcom's conference, Kappa. Uh, the sun won't last. We live in the UK. <laughs> Do you know what? Apparently, after today, it's supposed to turn into torrential, um, like downpour, thunderstormy sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. T says, Domino's pizza? I don't know why you've put that. <laughs> I can't remember where yeah. Domino's was mentioned. Uh, that says, NGB needs to stream. I love that chap. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> uh, Tito says, hashtag ad commands, exclamation mark, ads. No, the Switch Pro has not been confirmed. It's a Switch Mini Lite dual screen. Touche, <laughs> touche. Forward-looking texture five. Oh, my God. We've just been, we've just been follow-botted. Uh, 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 let me just f turn my follows. I think I've just turned follows off. It might be too too late. If it is, let me see. Can you turn the the browser source off? There we go. I think I've. Let's see. Did that get it? Did that get it? I think that might have got it. I just follow botting us. I don't know. 
the worst the worst I thing still is still going uh, it, uh, fuck's sake you loser okay um uh let me jump into the split screen then, for now turn off alert box that should hopefully get rid of it i think for now I need to remember that we don't have a learn box on for the next time we do something. But uh, we appreciate it. Oh my it. god, it's still going. Fake people. Thank you very much for the millions and millions of follows. Uh uh I mean, I'm going to Yeah, go emo only. There we go. I can do it. I can do it. Get trolled by not bots. <laughs> uh Have you got it? I'm trying. Uh I've turned it on. I've do follow only. Emotes only. Here we go. I've turned follower only on. Have you done emote only? I've done subscribers only for the time being as well. I apologize. We'll sort that out in like the next 10, 15 minutes. I apologize to all you non-subscribers, but it's just what it is for the time being because there is some bellends that have re that have followed botted us. Yeah, imagine, 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 imagine. So yes, yeah, apologies, apologies. You know, I'll, uh, I'll turn follower off because uh, you turned it to... Um, subscriber yeah yeah so sub only should be fine sub only should be fine as long as it's sub only so apologies for anyone that is a follower that isn't a sub this is absolutely a ploy just to get you all to subscribe to the channel right here right now in the morning thank you very much <laughs> uh but yes sadly there's some there's some losers in the world but uh there you go um mcwalls420 redeemed ask a question oh fi fire away fire away uh why am i a bot <laughs> is, is that what it's gonna be <laughs> uh but yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. It's a shame to see that people, like we're all sat here talking about how nice it is to have people giving little cool things that they've done with their time and how they've uh, devoted time to charity and then then that happens. But you know what? We, we kind of we were prepped for it. We knew it, it was coming at some point in time. So there you go. Um, uh, £15 orders incoming. Uh, and you're welcome, lads, says Next Gen Base. Um, life size says ads <laughs> yes mate did a run of stadiums and the profit went to the club nice uh bibby ordered a huge bubble dildo crash your mac <laughs> what for, what 3d printed maybe you did maybe uh, you didn't. that's for the anniversary <laughs> um anyway do you know what this is as good a time as any to sack off all of the bots and just give you a reminder that my name is Graham Day. This is Bib. We are Ice Cream Uploads, and in true ice creamy fashion, this is The Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast. Even if we do say so ourselves, we're going to give you our thoughts and our impressions on the biggest, the best, and the breaking stories from the world of video games. We want your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions. So if you are live in the chat and not a bot, please feel free to get involved. Hopefully we, we will have the, um, the follow spam stopped shortly so we can turn it back to follower on the chat so everyone can get involved sadly for now it will be on subscriber only if you are watching live on twitch so some of you will be able to get involved with your thoughts impressions hopefully we can open up the door so everyone else can get involved too um we do go live on twitch which is where we are right now at 10 a.m ish each and every single weekday 10 a.m ish it's 10 a.m is what we aim for but we're working the video games and just so it can be pretty flexible around that as you can tell because it's now 11 46 but you get the idea 10 a.m ish anyway if you are live with us do get involved because we turn the live stream into a podcast a video that goes on youtube and an audio podcast that goes on itunes and spotify and soundcloud and google play so lots and lots of places where people can get involved 
and watch and listen on beha- uh, on demand. That's what I'm going to say, but they don't get involved in the chat. And that's where you kind of need to do it on their behalf. So if you are in the chat, please feel free to get involved. A couple of things before we get into the show. Exclamation mark 3D. If you want to bag yourself some 3D things, nice. That wasn't going to be in the script, but, but Ben's just, just a G. So yeah, if you want some uh, 3D printed trophies, some custom uh, achievements or anything like that, exclamation mark 3D, that'll give you the link through to Winstarno's... Uh, um, 3D Impressions UK Etsy store, you can fill your boots there. As well as that, exclamation mark, loot drop, just to remind you that if you're a sub, you could get a free prize every month. Exclamation mark, insert coin, they make the hoodie that I'm wearing, and exclamation mark, muscle moose, they make nice refreshing drinks. Do you know what, we we haven't really um, spoken about muscle moose too much recently, but... This isn't a, this isn't a sales plug, by the way. I just I, th- I feel like I'm 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 getting back into full muscle moose hype again now because the sun's out because it's warm in this room and because I've got a fridge with cold mm-hmm. cans that's easily accessible right next to me. I feel like the muscle moose muscle moose hype train is starting up again for me. So nice. But anyway, if you did want to get any muscle moose, we don't earn any money off it, so it's not a spawn, it's not an ad. Uh, but we can get you. Is it twenty five percent? I think it is off all purchases. A muscle moose website exclamation mark muscle moose in the chat. Don't have to do it. We don't earn anything. So it doesn't matter. You don't to the panels as well. Yeah, nice. So we don't earn. We're not spawn. We don't earn off that. It's just if you did want to get something, it is really nice. Genuinely, really nice. Uh, Philly boots get twenty five percent off, or just don't. It's up to you. Um, okay, let's try take off emote only and sub only stuff. Come to do it. Let's give it a go. Let's give it a go. I'm gonna put follow alerts back on. We haven't had any new followers for five minutes, apparently. Nice. Nice. (laughs) It looks like we're okay. It looks like we're safe. Okay, well, let's let's talk about what we're going to talk about. Nice. Okay, first off, Disney was cautious about letting Ubisoft make an MMO game. Okay, well, that is the lead story. You may have seen that already. That is what we're going to head things off with in today's show. We will then follow that with uh, PSVR 2 is reportedly being planned for the end of the next year. Not this year, next year, but we'll come into that. Battlefield 2042 uses bots because do you know what i think that's good because nobody is playing battlefield 2042 right now so they need the bots dead game it's not out it's a joke calm down uh as well as that Mm -hmm. you can now finally buy cyberpunk on the ps store once again with caveats but we'll we'll come on to that at the end of the show first things first though we're kicking off with the head story this is absolutely not me filling for time but baby would you like yourself uh, would you like to play uh, a star wars mmo game yes Nice. That's good input. That's perfect. That's all I needed. Uh, Sean Murray uh, at the Gamer says that Disney was cautious about letting Ubisoft make a Star Wars MMO, uh, but an Avatar meeting convinced it. Good, good feeling there, babe. That was that was world class. Cheers. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Disney wasn't about to let just anyone make the new Star Wars MMO, but it was convinced after a meeting with Ubisoft about the upcoming Avatar game. Sean Murray at the Gamer has this article. Uh, Ubisoft is working on a new Star Wars MMO, in case you hadn't heard. Uh, It was announced earlier this year, along with the news that Disney was revoking EA's exclusive license deal to create a Star Wars video game, and Ubisoft Massive had been tapped to take Star Wars into the future with an all-new open-world game. But Disney didn't immediately turn to Ubisoft when it came to give someone else, uh, when it came time to give someone else the Star Wars license. In a new interview with IGN, Disney Games Senior Vice President Sean Shop 
Tao uh, said that the company was wary of handing over such a lucrative license to just anyone, and it took them some convincing to go with Ubisoft Massive. Quote, we really wanted the Star Wars game to come at the right time with the right partner, Shoptor said. The worst thing we could do is do it wrong and do it uh, our way that doesn't... Re what? And do it... Okay. I, th I feel like that should be our way, but I'm going to read it as ah. I could be wrong. Okay, the worst thing that we could do is do it wrong and do it in a way that doesn't resonate with fans or doesn't meet that bar. Uh, Disney wasn't even initially thinking about Ubisoft for the next Star Wars game. Shoptor recounts how he was initially meeting with Ubisoft Massive to talk about the upcoming Avatar game, but during that meeting, he was convinced by Mas uh, Massive's passion for the franchise. Quote, that first meeting we had with Massive around the Avatar game after we acquired Fox was really the jumping off point for the Star Wars game. There was such alignment and such creative passion around the Star Wars IP from that team that it just was a natural evolution to the relationship and really led to the Star Wars game we announced not too long ago. We don't know much about the still untitled Star Wars game, but rumours are that it'll be an open world MMO game of some kind. Fans have long been asking for such an open world Star Wars game other than Star Wars The Old Republic, apparently, and Massive's upcoming game could be just what the fans want. But that Star Wars game won't come until, Avatar, until after Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which was just officially announced at Ubisoft Forward last Saturday. That game is due out in 2022 and might feature some of the gameplay elements that will find their way into the upcoming Star Wars MMO. So, a couple of questions. Let's mm -hmm. before we jump into Star Wars, did you see UB Forward? Um, obviously, for those of you that were watching our content um, over the weekend, I say our content. It was the the one show that didn't have me or Bib on it at all. That was um, hosted on Mr T's channel. It had Nico and Show on it as well. The uh, Ubisoft Forward coverage on Saturday. Did you see any of that? And did you see Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora? Uh, first of all. Thank you very much for the sub. Very much appreciate it. Long overdue. Thank you, Furry Free, is what he puts in the comments. We very much appreciate that, mate. You absolute shagger. Let me just hit replay on that because it didn't seem to. Yeah. Is it? I think the browser still got the browser source off. Ah, touche. Correct. Nice. W well played. Let me try again. Stay frosty. Yeah. Nice Long one. overdue. Thank you, Furry Free. Okay, you were saying a bit. <clears throat> Go. Um, so. I did see the Avatar game. I didn't. I was out, and I only caught like the last twenty minutes, or maybe twenty-five minutes of the Ubisoft one. Um, and I didn't see the Star Wars game get announced. So I have to go back, and I will watch that one at some point. Um, but yeah, an MMO, a Star Wars game, it does interest me. I never played the original MMO version. Was it Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah. Um, I never got to play that one. I know Willis, um, good friend of mine. He was obsessed with that game and played it. A stupid amount of time. Like he's just obsessed with MMOs in general, like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy Online games like that. He really enjoyed Star Wars, and he kept on recommending it to me. I just never got around to playing it. But it all depends on how the MMO works. Like, what kind of MMO is it? Is it like um, just a, a massive multiplayer online world, which is obviously what MMO stands for? Or is it going to be the traditional? You have a bar at the bottom. You have cooldowns. You have buffs. I need to know what kind of Star Wars game it's going to be. Is it is it going to be uh, just an open world like hack and slash in terms of you've got your weapons with you, like lightsabers? It all depends on what kind of game it's going to be, whether or not it takes my attention. Um, 
But I mean, an open world Star Wars game, does that mean that you're just going to be restricted to one planet? Are you going to be able to travel? Like, What does it look like? That's what I need to know before I say, yes, I mean, I would love to play a Star Wars game, but it all depends on what it's going to give us. Because that'll be the make or break as to whether or not I'm interested in it or not. Yeah, I think kind of same for me. Um, did anyone else see the uh, the um, uh, Frontiers of Pandora Avatar stuff? What what did you guys think of that? I mean, I can't quite remember now because I was watching it first thing Saturday morning when I was still in bed, um, as as you guys know, because I WhatsApp you all a picture of me just laying in bed with the screen on the wall. Nice. Uh, but, um, <laughs> did it show gameplay or was it just was it just trailer stuff? I, I think in my mind I'm thinking it was just trailer stuff as opposed to gameplay. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Anyway, um, I mean. That will give us some ideas. Like, I mean, the article says that will give us some ideas of what we're looking at for Star Wars. But the fact that it's an open world MMO, that's not a very descriptive thing in, in today's world. Open world MMO 10 years ago could have been something pretty uh, bespoke, but open world massive multiplayer online, that could be pretty much <laughs> any game in essence. Uh, well, anything that's been released by uh, Ubisoft anyway for the last... 10 years so it does it excites me it genuinely excites me in that sort of sense but um yeah i mean avatar i'll keep an open mind about um mm -hmm. I, I know some people love the film some people hate the film and i know there's a new film coming I, i'm quite open to the idea of avatar it's it's it was a nice a nice big bombastic triple a film so i expect a nice big bombastic triple a game uh if they can tell a decent enough story with it and that's fine by me so um yeah that will give us a hint of what we should be looking forward to for star wars i hope this is a properly thought through mutually beneficial um content driven relationship and not just a commercial venture because this article yeah. is either truth or is is a, is the bit is a bit of fluff it's a bit of spin because ubisoft have a shitload of money uh disney like to earn a shitload of money and have titles that are worth a shitload of money and can generate a shitload of money so ubisoft working with disney on avatar and star wars and then going oh we weren't gonna work with them on star wars not that we weren't not going to work with them, but we weren't definitely going to work with them. Um, and then when we saw how good they were, we decided that we'd go with them. That That's kind of like one of those... Yeah, but is that real? That's that's one of those comments that you'll get. So-and-so director of so-and-so brand in press release says, they are the perfect brand for us. They have the same uh, achievements and goals for their brand. Or they uh, I expect nothing but the best for their brand, which is what we do. That You could change that sort of shit-out statement for any director of any company when they work with any other company on a collaboration ever. My brand is perfectly mm. aligned with their brand. They want the best and so do we. So we're going to work well together convergence nice yeah okay well that's kind of what that statement is avatar um was something that they were already talking about and we saw their passion they were aligned with our passion so we're going to work together what you mean is okay well they offered a big wedge of cash and that spoke pretty well to our finance team so we uh yeah we said yeah okay we'll we'll go with that so that it, once we've seen avatar we'll have an idea of whether this is actually decent it is it it does genuinely come as a little bit of a shame for me because we we spoke about it previously how EA had a Star Wars exclusive. Was it five years? Seven years? And a million years? I don't remember how many. A number of years. And <laughs> dropped the ball 
um, significantly in that time. Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 1 only having single player. Star Wars Battlefront 2 mm-hmm. having... Uh, 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 only having multiplayer, should say. Box. Star Wars Battlefront 2 having single player, but then ruining the multiplayer for everyone for two years. Um, and then, after, like, when they finally get to the point where they think, okay, we've got the Star Wars IP, we don't just have to do Battlefront, we can do actual mm-hmm. story games alongside it, and we can fix Star Wars with the Celebration Edition of Battlefront 2, which it, for all intents and purposes, was a brand new game and nailed it. Um, EA finally figured out how to do stuff, well, how to do video games without being shit, uh, but using the Star Wars IP. And then it kind of got, not that it was taken away from them, but they kind of found it out to other people. Was that a case of EA finally learned what they were doing? Or was that a case of EA going, oh shit, if we don't fucking book our ideas up, they're just going to take everything away from us and give it to someone else? Either mm. way, we got EA to a good point and now they're starting to throw it around a bit. So. That either means yeah, that yeah. now we've got a bit of competition. People are going to work a bit harder. People are going to create games a little bit smarter rather than just trying to get the fast book now. Um, or it means that we have to go through all of those years of bumbling and false starts that we've had with EA, but we have to do that with Ubisoft, and then we have to do that with whoever else gets the license to develop a game. Hopefully it's the former. Hopefully the competition gives us better games rather than we just get false starts again. Um let me jump back through. Uh, don't we already have Star Wars Knights MMO, says Tito? Um, yes, but it's it's not new um, in terms of it's something that still exists and has a passionate following, but it's not something that will kind of generate for new fans. It's usually old fans, lapsed fans, um, and it's not really pulling anything in. So I think that's kind of the angle that they're going for. Um, Tito then says it's a strange move this for Ubisoft they retain value in their products normally by using the IP they own um, with their foray into Star Wars Mario Avatar and other licensed IPs it's a real change of business model it is that's a good shout like um, I mean Assassin's Creed's um, and uh Complete mental block now. Watchdogs, that's the name of it. There we go. Assassin's Creed's, the Watchdogs, whatever else Ubisoft working on. Salford Sirens, nice. Uh that's yeah. all that's that's where Ubisoft kind of work. They, I mean, an Assassin's Creed game every year-ish. Um and does a very good job of churning money, not necessarily the best job of being the, the perfect game, even though they are kind of getting better recently. That like you say, that's that's their business model. Um, but they also know that they need to get better with their content. So, like talking about Assassin's Creed not being perfect, Ubisoft and Yves Guillemot at the end of the um, like the investor calls have been saying that they need to not develop better, but develop smarter. Make games that they don't have to develop a game every year, a Ubisoft every 12 months. If they delay that and give a better quality Ubisoft, then that could be more beneficial to their teams and their profit margin. So maybe this is part of that developing smarter. Um, uh, Next Gen Base makes sense that they pull the exclusivity from EA. There's some good looking games that got canned. Um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it does make sense. It does make sense because, like I say, EA, who enjoyed Star Wars Battlefront 2 at launch? Nope, did think so. Did think so. <laughs> uh, it was only really when they brought the Champions Edition out that I think people actually got into it. Yeah, and that was that was exceptional. That was ge- genuinely like we've got a lot of Star Wars fans in the office of different levels. I I think most of us in the office are very open to Star Wars, but then we have some some big Star Wars fans in the office, 
And even the big Star Wars fans weren't playing Star Wars Battlefront until they released that. Um, was it the celebration? Whatever. The, the, the special edition that gave you all of the uh, extra modes and gave you access to all the content and gave you different heroes and stuff or whatever basically it just it fixed a lot of the errors that they should have had uh, that they shouldn't have had initially um and then that's when it got played in our office this is obviously pre-lockdown but but the team in the office were using their lunch breaks not to play PUBGs and Fortnites and whatever at that point in time it was okay mm. we'll, we'll load up this two-year-old game of star wars and we'll play some of this now uh so yeah they, they, taking that exclusivity takes away that safety net and i think ea were kind of resting on their laurels there well we've got five years of this so it doesn't really matter what are what are disney gonna do are they gonna fuck us off when we paid billions and then when when they got to that point when disney nearly fucked them off despite them paying billions it was like oh shit oh snap oh fucking hell star wars <laughs> the game has nearly shit on the movie and that cannot happen ea uh, you better sort the shit out. So yeah, they did then finally. But yeah, well, do you know what? We've we've still got EA in the race. We we had Jedi Fallen Order, game of the year, a couple of years ago for me. So if we get a sequel to that of that caliber and better, um, in my mind, I hope EA are trying to get some form of exclusivity again because that means that they would have to overperform massively to get that conversation back again. I mean, or overpay. But if they overperform and give us Jedi Fallen Order 2 and 3 in some mega trilogy and give us Star Wars Battlefront 3 that has everything perfectly fixed and, and weighted and balanced and 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 then at that point here I've gone, okay, look at all look at our uh, acumen now in the Star Wars universe. Okay, that that point, I'll look at exclusivity again. But but until then, do you know what? It can, it can get out. Let's just see what Ubisoft can do. Let's see what the Star Wars MMO is. Let's see what EA find bring to the table. Let's see who else who else who else has a go. And then eventually, maybe we just get one game that is Fortnite, but without the building uh, or the circle and just the lightsaber action. Just give us that. Yes, please. I'll take that again because that's what we need. Just a good lightsaber battler. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Please. Please. Okay, let's move ahead. Let's move ahead. That was the first start. Shut all that time, and I didn't even have that on the screen. Ubisoft making a Star Wars MMO? Question mark, exclamation mark. I mean, we kind of knew that already, but it was the fact that Disney were a bit cautious about them having it. Kind of a non-story in itself. I mean, it, it, it's either a story of Disney going, oh, you're a bit shit, uh, but we'll give it you anyway, or it's a... Uh, do you know what? You had ambition and we had ambition and then we're perfectly aligned and it's like we, are, we know we, 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 we're scared mm. so make it make of it what you will but either way the key thing to take away is just a reminder that star wars is coming out from multiple developers ubisoft will get there go uh and it's good to see ubisoft a very very creative outlet so hopefully we see that is it did we get a date for that actually was it was it this year was it next year or are we still just kind of a oh 2022 there we it go it was next year ah there you go yeah 2022, uh, which absolutely wasn't a tedious link because something else that's coming out in 2022 is the PlayStation <laughs> VR 2, reportedly being planned for holiday 2022. This is posted by Chris Cullion at VGC, and it says a new report claims the headset will use Samsung OLED panels. Actually, let me stop for just a second because I know that Bib did call it out, but I just want to call it out again. Ads, thank you very much for the uh, for the long overdue. My God. <sighs> Thank you very much for eight whole months. How can you be long overdue when you've subscribed to the channel for eight months? That's almost the amount of time it takes to bring a person to life. So thank you very much. Uh, he says, thank you for E3. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he also says, Cyberpunk is not on the UK store still. We'll, we'll, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. Calm down, calm down mate. Um, so yeah, 2022. 
we're talking about and PlayStation VR planning uh, a release for the holiday of 2022. Um, <clears throat> jumping into the actual meat of the article, Sony is reportedly planned to release the successor to the PSVR in the 2022 holiday season. A new Bloomberg report claims that Sony is, quote, aiming to release the successor in the holiday period next year. The report, which cites, quote, people with knowledge of the matter uh, who ask not to be named, also states that Sony will be using OLED panels created by Samsung for the next PSVR headset. The original PSVR released in 2016 also has had OLED displays in each eye, which delivered a 960 by 1080 resolution image to each eye. Sony has already stated that its successor will display at an improved resolution. PlayStation first announced it was working on a next-gen VR system designed for PS5 earlier this year, and Sony's next iteration uh, PSVR headset will feature quote, dynamic leaps in performance and interactivity, it said in an announcement in February, and will allow players to feel, quote, an even greater sense of presence and become even more immersed in their game worlds, end quote. A month later, it revealed the new controllers for the PS5 VR system, which have an orb-shaped design and feature adaptive triggers and haptic feedback like the PS5's DualSense controller there on the screen now, if you are watching this on the video services. The headset, uh, which will launch beyond 2021, will feature improved resolution and field of view tracking Sony Interactive Entertainment's Nishino said at the time. We're taking what we've learned since launching PSVR on PS4 to develop a next-gen VR system that enhances everything from resolution and field of view to tracking and input, he explained. It will connect to PS5 with a single cord to simplify setup and improve ease of use while enabling a high-fidelity visual experience. Currently, the existing PS5, uh, PSVR headset operates as a backwards-compatible device on PS5 and launch window games PS5... Uh, launch window games PS5 games? The fuck? Uh... Hmm. Uh, okay, uh, nice. I'm guessing that's trying to say that they will support launch window PS5 launch window PS5 games plus No Man's Sky and Hitman 3 only support VR in their PS4 versions. Okay. Okay. So you kind of there's, there's a message in there. I'll let you guys decipher what that's supposed to say, but yes, there you go. Some games are supported, some aren't. Uh, PS5's camera peripheral won't work with PSVR either and users need to request a free adapter in order to connect it. Sony said in January 2020 that PSVR sales have topped 5 million units since the headset launched in October 2016. Babe, I know you like VR. I know you're open to the idea mm -hmm. of VR. Whole day 2022, Very much so. further away than you expected, or uh, is that about right? I I thought it could be this year. Uh, they would have had over a year to develop this. I mean, they would have had more than that because I knew that the PlayStation 5 were coming out. It wasn't, wasn't going to be a surprise to people that the PlayStation 5 was coming out inside the company uh, last year. So I, I would have thought it would have been holiday this year. But, I mean, this is going to be a very, very costly product anyway. I mean, if you was to try and buy the PlayStation VR now, I still think it's about £300 brand new. Uh, and I don't even know if you get the Move controllers with that as well and the camera. So with all the high-tech performance that's going to be put into this, I can imagine it being more expensive than the console itself. However, if you are a proper like VR buff... This is decent. I just think there's better options out there currently. I don't think PlayStation will still be able to touch them. Like the Oculus 2, I think is a fantastic piece of of of, of hardware. And I think that's only £300 now. 
uh, and it's wireless. wireless. I don't think yeah. this is going to be wireless. No, they've said single wire on this Oculus Two yeah. wireless. You can just play that without being plugged into your PC. Obviously, you can plug it in yeah. for better opportunities, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I think with the Oculus as well, because you can use it without the wires. It's got its own operating system and stuff like that. But I think you can plug it into your PC to be able to play Steam games and stuff like yeah, that on it. So you've got two different. You've, yeah, you've got two different um operating systems to be able to download and play games on or just play them through your pc that that's something that playstation i don't think will be able to touch and it definitely goes towards the hardcore there i mean the games will be fantastic that comes out with if you could potentially get uh the use of a steering wheel in a in a in a game while using the headset i think that will be fantastic for racing games i think that will be so immersive I just think it's going to be a very expensive piece of kit when there's other better piece of kit out there for a lot cheaper. Yeah. I mean, you've got to feel that a steering wheel, though, should be something easy enough to put in. The only thing you need is some form of either a light sensor or a motion tracker so your headset knows where it is in relation mm-hmm. to so where they are. So when you've got the move controllers in your hand, your headset knows where your hands are, either from light bits or from a sensor on the front or whatever. Same thing with the steering wheel. All your headset needs to know is if you turn your head to the side, that the steering wheel is over to the left. Or if you turn your head to the other way, then the steering wheel in relativity is over to the right of it kind of thing and down a bit kind of thing. Yeah. That's all kind of all it needs, really. So, yeah, you, you, surely that sort of stuff. Even if it's just like a little sensor strip Thing that you just stick mm. on the top of your steering wheel so that it knows where it is i mean that kind of thing yeah, yeah. Um, well my biggest gripe with playstation 4 vr was the resolution i don't believe for a second what they're saying in there was that it was 1080 i mean it was 960 by 1080 fair enough but if i was to play resident evil on vr and then resident evil on a normal normal screen it was so blurry on the PlayStation VR. Like it was, it was doing my head in. It was that blurry that a lot of the games, well, there was Arizona sunshine was the best one that I think I played on that. And there was, uh, I think it was even a free game. It was a modern warfare when we flying around in space. That was pretty cool. Um, but Arizona sunshine was fire. Like that was such a good game, but like some of the games just look so blurry. Um, so hopefully with the Samsung OLED screens, where you're going to be getting an increased resolution, I hope, I hope that gives us a better experience. I said the Oculus one that my sister's got, that is unreal. It looks so good. It looks so much better than the PlayStation. Um, I've just put a link in the chat. It's very important. Uh, that's a link to us having VR in the studio. And it absolutely is not me just sticking ones up while Bibby couldn't see me. That is the best thing about people playing PSVR. Yeah. The ability to <laughs> stealthily do this is the single best thing about having VR units inside the at Ice Cream Upload studio. Nice. <laughs> Um, and then if you scroll down, you can see me doing the exact same thing with Mr. Mark Bamber and Miss Kirsty Jennings as well from the team, Philly Boots. Uh, but yeah, I, I, this is good. I'm, 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 I, I am a bit disappointed that we have to wait till the end of next year, purely because I thought if they're showing us the controllers early this year, we're not waiting to, to be able to use them until the end of mm. this year. It's to the end of this year plus an extra year. That just seems daft. Like holiday 2022. Yeah. I mean, on the flip side, 400 quid. There was a comment. Let me scroll back up and find it from Asim. Um, where are we? Ooh, scroll, scroll. No, there we go. Um, dynamic leaping performance and interactivity means give us 400 pounds, please. Exactly. That's the thing. I mean, it wait until next year. That could be a result of the stock shortages. If nobody can get a PS5 
and they're all having to spend fucking 800 quid at CEX to get hold of one, then maybe they've delayed it because no one's going to buy this when it first comes out. And if nobody buys it and suddenly game uh, curries shop to Smiths and all the rest suddenly get PSVR backing up, they will stop buying it, which means that they start to get back uh, stock back up, uh, backing up in warehouses and things and then that means they start undercutting it and it starts losing money and then they stop supporting it and stuff so maybe holding it back till 2022 when they've got the ps5 install base to a sufficient level or people have just had a year to buy the ps5 so they've got time to be able to save up that extra 400 quid because yeah. you're buying a new console basically 400 quid so 400 quid's a lot of money for You some... think 400 quid? Did he say 400 quid in this? Uh, uh, no, that's just, just guesses based off of uh, like better screens and things six, like that. Six ton this easy. Six ton. But that's the thing, though. I mean, it, it absolutely could be because of the technology, the screens and the movement stuff and, and all the rest in it. So, but giving, let's say it was 400 quid. If you ask someone to pay 450 quid, a lot of people are going, 450 quid for a video game console when you've got a video game console at home. And it's like like that mum dad video game console at home meme kind of thing. That, that's like okay, four hundred fifty quid. But then asking them to spend eight hundred quid, nine hundred quid, a thousand pounds to get it to come with a VR. Nah, you're all right. I'll, I'll just get I'll just get the console. I won't even bother with the console. If I need that to play that, then I'll just stick with the PS4 at home. So yeah. I'd rather have it this year because I'm I'm impatient. I want it now. Um, but it makes sense. It does make sense. Move it till next year means that people get the PS5, get time to get to use the PS5 before you're asking them then spend another four to six hundred quid on an extra device. Yeah, it makes sense. T- uh, Tito says haptic triggers. Does that mean it, uh, I'll feel the resistance <laughs> on them? For example, well, when pulling back the string on a bow, which then leads me to do this. Oh my god. Somebody mentioned a, a bow and using the haptic feedback on a PlayStation controller. Oh my god, that's yeah, nice, nice, nice. I appreciate the the, uh, the tie in there, GG's Tito. Uh, Ad says Tito or pulling something else. <laughs> Nobody use ads as a PSVR, by the way. Just saying, just saying. Um, next year, says I prefer the PSVR headset. Uh, but the range of games on PC is better. It'll do inside-out tracking uh, for that stuff, I think. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, so you've got you've got a better range of games. You've got Half-Life, Alex um, on other options. Uh, the the quality of some of the other games is like the PSVR ceiling is much lower than the ceiling that you can get on PS uh, on VR on PC, um, or it is at the moment anyway. So it's it's not perfect, but PSVR, I kind of feel like the VR industry needs PSVR to be successful or Xbox's equivalent when they finally release that. Um, you, you kind of you kind of need a leader to drag it along. And Oculus, sadly, has the PlayStation, mm. uh, has, the, has the Facebook effect. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like hampered a little bit. So, yeah, the Valve index and things like that okay maybe that's the other one that's gonna kind of gonna push it i mean what was the other one the htc v5 are they are they have they done anything with theirs have they given up on theirs because i know they had obviously quite a big surge but then has it disappeared so you kind of need something like ps5 to be the figurehead to move the industry forward um the index was a grand though yeah, well, yeah, uh, and that was kind that was, of that was different technology, though, wasn't it? Like being able to put a glove on and yeah. being able to use your face, like each individual finger had its own motion sensor. That was like a different breed of VR. If anyone clips at the right segment, there. 
there will just be me and you sat with our hands up, waving fingers around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because that's... <laughs> that's what it is. Oh, that was a different breed. Someone talks about a controller, fine. Someone talks about a PSVR, fine. Talk about Oculus Rift, fine. Talk about Valve Index, and you are physically compelled to hold your hand up and wiggle your fingers around because that's the universal sign for Valve Index. There you go. Uh, uh, Chappers says he's coming home. Nice. It's coming home. Coming home. Uh, nice. Welcome in, Chappers. How's things do? Um, Lake says the scoop in VR. Do you know what? When 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 the industry pushes forward to that level, we'll do some VR shows. We'll we'll I'll, we'll get like three D setups made, and you can all literally we'll do a Jerry Springer like a fucking Jeremy Kyle kind of thing. We'll sit mm. on the stage, and we'll get like a an audience like seating area made up. You go, you all go take a seat, and we'll make it so that you can just wander in and sit down in a digital audience while we'll sit there digitally on the stage. This is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. There you go. Um, people won't pay that much on top of the console cost. It has to be two hundred pound max, otherwise people won't invest. Um, Asim says at least four hundred. Realistically, five hundred. Uh, and then Tita says, "How much did the PS4 VR cost? It was was that like three fifty, something like that? Two fifty, three fifty? I don't, I can't remember which ones are pre-owned prices or maybe four fifty. I can't remember, but it's it was about the same same cost as the console. But that's the thing. That's uh, Tito has a good point, and this is the um 350 says mr t nice so this this is the issue that we have with psvr coming to consoles because consoles are cheap you, you might not think it 450 quid for a console but for the amount of tech and what that does consoles are cheap for mm-hmm. you you buy yourself a new tv it will cost more than your console you buy yourself your new home entertainment electronics device it will probably cost you more than a, co- a console unless you're buying something mid-level or, or whatever but but to buy a top spec, like brand new state of the art gaming console, in comparison to other things that you will purchase in your life, it's pretty cheap. And VR is not something that could be subsidized in that sort of stuff because the 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 tech in it is so groundbreaking and it has so many different components that aren't yet cheap enough because they're not used in all areas of other um, home electronics. VR isn't something that can be subsidized, and that's where you get the the awkward trade-off. Is the video games industry knows that three to four to five hundred quid is fine. Beyond that is expensive, even though technically, realistically, it's not. You, your iPhone that you use is twelve hundred quid, but your your PlayStation's only four fifty. My God, um, and that's that's where the awkward balance is. Is the games industry needs to sell it at enough to make money for it to be worthwhile, but also not sell it at what it should be sold at because nobody will buy it. So like you say, people won't pay that much on top of the console cost. You're selling a peripheral, even though it's not. It's basically a brand new system that sits on top of your system. Uh, People won't spend above and beyond. Well, I'm buying an accessory that costs more than it. I wouldn't buy an air freshener for my car that costs me uh, a grand more than my car costs. So why would I do it? Well, it's not an air freshener. It's, it's it's like buying a car and then like buying a fucking, an aircraft carrier and sitting it on top of, sitting your car on top of it. That's kind of what it is. It's a completely different thing. Mm. But yeah, dare I suggest Connect? Uh, it's a wonderful piece of technology. Connect um, was years ahead of itself in essence. It wasn't perfect. I had one and didn't really use it that much. But the software and the hardware um, 
exceptional. Yeah, exactly like Tito just said. Great product, game-changing, casual console gamers didn't want it. Phenomenal. To the point where the trading value of a Kinect, if you was getting rid of it, was stupidly high because it, it had so many uses. Developers and, and things outside of gaming were buying Kinects when they were going cheap when they were getting rid of them because the hardware in it was wonderful uh, and had so many potential yeah. uses. But, but yeah, like you say, it needs to be something that people want. And I think I think VR is something that people want. I think VR is what the world desires. I mean, we, we spoke about the multiverse of Fortnite and, and the like before. Fortnite having a game and having social areas and having concerts that you watch and brand placements and stuff like that. The, that conversion, uh, convergence of a multiverse, we, we are stepping closer towards the world of Ready Player One. So VR is definitely something that will be weaved into that i would be i would be shocked if it isn't i always thought 3d was was just a bit of a a, a gimmick because it, it 3d was yeah. promising vr but it wasn't it was more like naf ar non-interactive ar but vr is fully interactive and immersive so vr is something that people do want and will come it's just a matter of people don't know they want it until they want it like do i want three thousand songs in my pocket no, but but when people start using iPods back in the day, oh fuck yeah, I do actually want that many songs that I can take. I mean, I thought just having one cassette that I turned over, so I got like you know forty minutes of audio, there was enough. But now I've got days worth of it. People want it, they just don't know they want it. Uh, but yeah. until that point, you have to get them. You have to get them to the point where they realize that not only do they want it, but they also want to pay for it. And PSVR is the thing I think that that is best placed to start to push that forward because oculus rift extravagant purchase i don't even have a gaming pc mm, okay valve index same thing psvr well i've got a playstation uh so maybe maybe so that could be the one um still have my second gen uh second gen one and adapter just shame developers gave up on it because microsoft killed it removing it from the bundles <laughs> that was that for me was one of microsoft's biggest blunders it, like the fact that they were forcing it to be bundled in meant that they realized how much potential it has. I mean, we've spoken about Microsoft's TV, TV, TV conference being shit, but not shit. It was it was the right moves in the wrong way at mm. the wrong time. If they'd have done that 10 years later, Microsoft would have been perfectly on point. And Microsoft with Connect were essentially toying with 3D slash AR, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, slash VR, should I say, uh, like years in advance. They just, they were too soon. So, yeah, by forcing it on people too soon, like TV, 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 they, they they got it wrong. But the logic is there. So Microsoft clearly have good thinkers. They just need to get thinkers that just need to be reined back a bit, which is what they've done. I mean, look at how good their thinkers have been. This E3 smashed it and leading up to it and the 24 months before it. Genius. So, yeah, nice. Um, okay, let's move ahead. Uh have you played PUBG with bots, Pip? Uh, yes, many oh. times. That's all the time I get kills. <laughs> well, good news uh, that your chances for kills are probably going to be increased if you jump into Battlefield 2042. That is because EA has confirmed that Battlefield 2042 uses bots to fill servers, so your matches are always full. Uh, this is written by Wes Yingpool. At Eurogame, the tagline says, Rank and file. DICE has revealed new information about Battlefield 2042 and confirmed how bots work in the game. In a post on EA's website, DICE discussed the addition of AI soldiers to the series 
with Battlefield 2042. Uh, Battlefield 2042 supports 128 players on PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X and S, whilst PS4 and Xbox One versions of the game support 64 players. As Eurogamer reported last week, Battlefield 2042 does not have a campaign. Do you know what? I completely missed that. That it didn't have a campaign. Yikes. Okay. Okay. Mm. I mean, uh, to be fair, uh, Battlefield, like, same with any CODs and stuff. And I'll, do you know what? We'll leave it. We'll leave it. That's not even the conversation. Uh, as a multiplayer only experience, it's important for us to let you play Battlefield 2042 when and how you want, Dice said. So in multiplayer, AI soldiers are used for server filling capabilities, ensuring your matches remain full no matter your location. Co op lets you play together with friends against AI soldiers, and solo lets you play alone against AI soldiers, which suggests you could face off against 127 bots. Traditional series modes, Conquest and Breakthrough return under the all-out warfare banner with a new squad-based mode called Hazard Zone, which is not a battle royale due for more exposure further down the line. There is also a third as-yet-undisclosed mode being made by DICE LA that's due to be shown off for the first time at next month's EA Play event. DICE and EA just held a Battlefield briefing on YouTube, which you can watch below. In it, community manager Adam Freeman speaks to DICE general manager Oscar Gabrielson and Battlefield 2042 design director Daniel Berlin on all the above. Adam Freeman, really good guy, by the way. Nice. We like, we like, we like Freeman. Um, uh, but anyway, Battlefield 2042 has bots. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what all I can say is PUBG's a trendsetter. Nice. That's what you think you love to see. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts? Bots? Not enough people play Battlefield. Not, not, not enough people play PUBG. That's why they need bots in there. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I think they, they mentioned uh, during the trailer, or someone mentioned during the trailer, and we've covered it before, that the, st the story was going to be told through multiplayer. So if you didn't want to play against other people, you can just play them against AI bots. And then the story will be told gradually through multiplayer, even though you're playing against AI boss. But anyway, um, I wonder if skill-based matchmaking is scalable in this. Because if you was if it say there was 124 people in there and you had, I don't know, 90 people, would the bots that were in there be hella shit, hella good, or somewhere in between? Will it scale depending on who, what rank people are in the lobbies? Like if 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 me, you, I don't know, Tito and Asim jump into a game as a team, and then we was playing against Sounds all like the other teams. Team but, that, by the way, but just carry on. That there is there is a, a lot of sex appeal in that team. <laughs> um, I was level sixty eight. You was twenty nine. Oh, yeah. Asim was fifty, and Tito was one. Like, <laughs> will the bots? <laughs> Sorry, Tito, don't you do that? Um, Will the AI bots that were in their scale to our skill levels? I'm not too sure. I mean, I like the thought of them being in there to obviously keep the game going because there's nothing worse than when people drop out and you're left with two people on your team. That's it in your squad, and then eventually someone will drop in uh, when the when the gameplay filters them through. But having the bots automatically come straight into there that'll be fantastic. But keeping the 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 playing or the battlefield uh, competitive and full is the best way to be able to try and make people play the game because these games are like 40 minutes long don't forget like the battlefield games are notorious for having uh, more than your normal action shooter game time sync like what what one game is 40 minutes like it's it's mental but you, it doesn't feel like it's 40 minutes when you're in the middle of it all but 
I just want to know whether or not the AI bots are going to be scalable depending on people's your team's level. Because if your team's pretty high up, and then the uh, so you'll get the good AI bots, but then the other team's really low, so they'll get shit AI bots. I don't think that'll necessarily work. It should be the other way around. Like we'd get shitter ones, they'd get better ones. I'm just interested to see how it all works and how if it or how or if it is scalable, depending on how people. Uh, how good people are at the game. I think that will be a massive benefit. I assume, and could be massively wrong here, that that will not be the case. Uh, And I only use that because of previous experience. So Fortnite, the bots are bots. They tend to disappear after you've hit a certain level, but uh, or they try to make it so that they disappear. So you get a few more bots when you're in the lower level games so that you've got the potential of getting some kills so you're not just getting absolutely mutilated all the time. Um, And then PUBG, the bots are the bots for everyone, regardless of your team's level. You could be absolute esports pros jumping in some casual games and come up against a bot that's just like and unaware of where you are or you could be beginners and coming up against the bots the only time that changes is if you go into the ranked modes on PUBG um, you just get no bots whatsoever so it's public games, everyone gets the same bots, ranked games, nobody gets any bots Um, so I would assume it would be that way I don't actually know actually what have I, I wanted to click play on that one there so I'm playing a video uh, on the screen at the moment, I wanted to play the uh, the, the trailer with Freeman. Do you, eh, do you know what? Maybe it's better. For, that's fifty minutes. Okay, let's go back to the other one. Oh yikes! Uh, so yeah, I imagine they won't change. I imagine it'll be one size fits all when it comes to the uh, AI's level, which is good and bad. Um, like PUBG tried to make them, they tried to tick two boxes just like Fortnite did. PUBG made it so that. Mm-hmm. that lobbies get full quicker so you have less time waiting in lobbies but also made it so that new people have function uh, uh, have the ability to use the functions of actually firing the gun in the game and potentially getting kills uh and yes hit and miss basically the bots are shit uh, and they are incredibly yeah. shit to the point where it can be quite immersive uh, unimmersive it takes you out of the game it breaks the immersion that the game's looking for uh which has led to PUBG in this latest patch, which came out last week, to buffing the bots, uh, which is catching people off guard because they're expecting they see a bot. You can tell it's a bot with the way it moves and stuff. That's already a bad sign. If you can see it's not a person, you can see it's not a threat. Why is it there? Um, so they're trying to fix that sort of stuff, but bots now have the ability to lazier. But bots aren't people. They they just see code on a screen. So if, if you're stood through a penetrable surface like grass or whatever, physically unable to be seen, but but physically able to be shot, then a bot can shoot you through that, whereas humans wouldn't see you, so wouldn't be able to shoot you. So the bots are essentially hacks. They've got wall hacks. So so there's that, that kind of like balance stuff, which is kind of... A bit of a pain in the ass. I, I don't like the idea of scalable bots, but do at the same time. I don't like the idea that if I jump into a game with, um, with let's say, Bibby's a level 2 and Tito's is level 1, Mr. T's a level 10 kind of thing, and I'm level 500 like I am on PUBG, if I jump in mm. and the lobby um, looks at it and goes, okay, well, you've got three that are below 10, so you're going to have level eight bots kind of thing and then i'm there like level 500 player that would just kind of flatten it for me on likewise if it goes oh well we have to go off the highest base player in the party you two are just going to get well you three are going to get absolutely lasered by these like uh terminator bots that that just literally just i've got my gun held backwards the magazine's like in my pocket i didn't realize i had to put it in the gun i thought it just needed to be in the vicinity (laughs) so 
there's there's all sorts of issues and stuff. Anyway, it sounds super negative in that sort of sense. I'm firmly on board with the idea of bots because they offer a function. I'm not on board with them uh, when it comes to breaking immersion and ruining gameplay in that sort of sense. But you can get things that are out of a game's control. So um, Battlefield want to make a game and they want to make it so that you play against people in your region, on your server, in your local area. That alienates ping, which means that you have a better experience. Uh, jobs are good. Un. But what if there you live in a remote island in the Pacific? I don't know, anywhere in the world. It doesn't have to be the Pacific. And there is there is only 500 people within a 1,000 miles of you that play this game, and they're not all at the same time. Let's say you get 64 people, 68 people, 70 people, but you need 128. You've got to wait around for a long-ass time, 58 more people to fill up in that lobby. Or it just throws in a bunch of bots in there. Um, if you can do that and those 78 people can jump in and get a game, maybe die and jump back in again or whatever, and, and their, lo their waiting times drop from five minutes to 30 seconds, that is huge uh, in terms of getting people to play. If not, the alternative is, okay, well, those people sit either sit for ages or you then merge them with people 6,000 miles away, um, people that are the, like, complete far side of the Pacific. Maybe you maybe you going across land masses now to get other people, which adds shitloads of issues when it comes to ping. So yes, you got into a game really quickly, but you're getting lasered in every fight because mm -hmm. the server now goes, okay, well, um, you guys, that, that 60 people that were in originally, um, you're all spread out quite far, whereas the other 60 people that we found are all, all in the vicinity of one server. So we've prioritized that server. They've got the ping advantage and you guys just get shit on from a technical standpoint. Literally, you're in the game pulling the trigger, and before you're pulling the trigger, you're already dead because they've seen you turned, dropped, uh, drop shot, and fucking pumped at six rounds into your face kind of thing. You don't know that. You think you're still being competitive, but no. So, yeah, don't mind the idea of bots. If it's just packing out servers, uh, reducing loading times at silly o'clock at night for people that live in uh, remote areas and stuff, that's perfectly fine by me. I know there's a lot of negativity around having bots in games, but but to be fair, do we really expect to get many lobbies with many bots? I mean, I'm saying that. We, we are privileged. We live in very urban Greater Manchester kind of thing. We're not going to get many bots in lobbies, uh, at least not until this time next year. Uh, Battlefield comes out. Um, is it? When, when is it? Uh, sometime this year. Is it? So late. Yeah, yeah, and end of the year is uh, ish. So Battlefield comes out this year. We're not going to have to worry about bots for six months minimum, kind of thing. Um, so it's it's it's, a, it's yes, it's no, it's, it's fine, it's good, nice. Okay, they're, at least now they're thinking about how they not only protect the future for when players inevitably disappear, but also make it better for people that may not have that that level of uh, security and effortless play right now so ggs nice okay one more story and this is one that we did mention before which adds has added an update to in the chat and that is that cyberpunk is now back on the playstation store however there has been two updates to this article let me just hit refresh make sure there's not been an update on the update on the update nope still just two updates nice okay we'll jump into the article we'll start off with the original story then we will scale it back to pick off the updates uh, as always anything with cyberpunk it's never straightforward um so the original story you can now search for and find cyberpunk 2077 on the playstation store as spotted by ig CD Projekt Sci-Fi Adventure can now be found by manually searching for it on the PlayStation Store nearly six months to the day 
uh, after Sony delisted the game due to technical issues. The store search thumbnail includes the phrase just announced. Uh, obviously, Cyberpunk is not just announced, but some are taking this development as evidence the game will soon return to sale on PlayStation. All you can do at present on Cyberpunk's store page is wishlist it or re-download it if you already own it. You can't buy it. Uh, there's an accompanying coming soon message. We've asked CD Projekt for comment. It's worth noting Sony will remove its dedicated web form for Cyberpunk refund requests on the 18th of June. Perhaps a big... Uh, update is planned to come out between now and then, an update that would get the game into a state Sony is happy enough with. Uh, this was a tough decision for us to make. PlayStation boss Jim Ryan recently said of Sony's decision to pull Cyberpunk from sale in an interview with Axios Gaming. But ultimately, we had to act in the interest of the PlayStation community and not knowingly sell a game that might result in a bad experience for them. Um... Do you know what? We'll leave that. We don't need to know about any future patches and stuff, so we'll go up to update one. CD Projekt has confirmed Cyberpunk 2077 goes back on sale on the PlayStation stores on the 21st of June. The company pointed Eurogamer to a regulatory announcement issued this evening that says CD Projekt publicly discloses the decision by Sony Interactive Entertainment to reinstate the availability of the digital edition of Cyberpunk 2077 on the PlayStation store effective of June 2020, uh, 21st of June 2021. CD Projekt declined to comment further. Sony has yet to make an announcement. And then, update number two. Sony has warned Cyberpunk on PS4 will continue to suffer from performance issues even after it returns to the PlayStation Store and suggested people play the game on the PS4 Pro or PS5 instead. Sony issued the following statement to Eurogamer this evening. Quote, Sony Interactive Entertainment can confirm that Cyberpunk 2077 will be relisted on the PlayStation Store starting June 21st, 2021. Users will continue to experience performance issues with the PS4 edition, while CD Projekt Red continues to improve stability across the platforms. Sony Interactive Entertainment recommends playing the title on PS4 Pro or PS5 for the best experience. So there you go. <laughs> Is it really fixed? It just seems a bit bizarre to me. Yeah. So, uh, update, says the tagline, back on sale 21st of June, but Sony warns of continued PS4 performance issues. So you can buy a broken game. Is that not what the problem was in the first place? I don't know. Uh, maybe they've just fixed it for Pro and PS5, which is enough for PlayStation to greenlight? I don't know. What are your thoughts, Pip? What are your thoughts? Yeah, again, this is this is a bit bizarre <laughs> uh it there's no way that they can, say, they can segregate the shops so there's no way that they can just say this is only playable on playstation 4 pro and playstation 5 there's no way that you're able to do that so i don't know i think they're just encouraging people to buy it and then end up getting refunds again i this this game has has been patched to a degree it's still probably not an playable one i think this is about time where you usually dig out your copy that's still in its cellophane and say i will wait until the playstation 5 version is available but yeah it just seems a little bit odd uh maybe they are trying to satisfy their uh, shareholders by getting more money for it because I can't imagine. Well, they haven't been able to sell any apart from if they are physical um, since when was it December? So it's a it's a good six months now that they haven't bought or been able to get any digital money for this. So yeah, it just seems a bit bizarre. But maybe maybe it's in a little bit playable condition than it was previously. So that's why they feel confident that they're able to put it back on the store again. But PlayStation aren't given in the time of day with that just saying no it's still not it's still not great just play it on your playstation 5 or playstation 4 pro 
don't bother trying to play it on your PlayStation 4 because it ain't going to work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, I bought the PS4 version and it's still in the cellophane wrapper, as you can see right now on the screen. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it, but when Bibby said it, I reached over and grabbed out of the drawer, which is probably why you heard me destroying the mine's on the Mine's on the top shelf up there. Oh, we can see um, it. I did install it originally, uh, but then I kind of thought, do you know what? I can, I'm happy to wait. I've got so many other games that I need to play. I'm happy to wait for this one and play it when it's actually meant to be played with what we was promised and i mean to be fair even if the content is just a little stripped back it's just the performance like if i'm playing a game at 60 i know that's generous we've played at 30 that's tolerable if it drops down to like 12 or 13 it just takes me right out of it and i just don't want that experience i want it to be as good as not necessarily that they promised it but i know that it can potentially be um so i'm i'm happy to wait yeah same 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 have the game it will remain in the draw in the wrapper and it will stay there until we get the nod so yes it's available but um comment in the chat from next gen base <laughs> it, it summarizes it this game uh, this just sounds like a kid bugging their parents and them finally giving in fine we'll release it but you shouldn't buy it exactly that's mm -hmm. the, that's the one that's the one um and i can't tell you to buy it, and i cannot recommend buying this game because i have this game um and i'm not playing it so there you go it's 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 not mm -hmm. being played it's not being played uh but but you know we're, we're a step closer the fact that they've got it to a point where sony feels it's good enough that um playstation 4 and 5 users although only pro 4 users uh can play it that we're getting closer we're getting closer it, i don't think it will mm -hmm. ever be at the point where it's perfect not perfect but but great for PS4 users, if this is the case, because it's just kind of one of those like, how far can you strip it back? But it is what it is. But uh, yeah, do you know what? We will keep you updated with how this advances. The The gist of it is in five days' time, you can play Cyberpunk on the PS4. Finally, it's up to you whether you take the risk of buying it. Um, if you get a PS5, okay, fill your boots. It seems like that's going to be better. For me, though, still, I will sit on this. The fact that it's available does not change anything for me. That is the same game. Mm -hmm. Um, when they give the yeah. PS5 enhanced performance updates, I will play at that point in time. And that is how I would recommend it for anyone else. If you're thinking about still buying it, don't. It's available. Just wait until you've got the nod. If it's PS5 enhanced, super ready version, fill your boots. Now, it's, it's no change. No change. The only difference is, the is now they have been given the permission to take your money off you. And that is the only difference. So there you go. Uh Lake says, I saw both the trailers about the new Battlefield and I will not buy it, nor even play it much. Way too disco party inside pinball machine action for me. I mean, it, it, it is kind of an assault on your senses, but that's kind of kind of the fun with Battlefield as well. So, yeah. You can watch us play instead. Me and Bibble play it for your viewing pleasure. Fill that. Yeah. Fill your boots. Nice. Uh, ads, uh, not ads. Lake also said, I'm off to watch Pookie Party. Stay frosty. Thank you for... Uh, being here, Lake. Good luck. Enjoy the enjoy the watch. Uh, off, uh, enjoy watching Pookie Party. There you go. Fill your boots. Fill your boots. Um, and on that, if anyone else wants to go to watch any other watch parties, now's a good time to get yourself set because we are done for the day. Thank you very much. We appreciate you all being here as always. We do go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. ish on twitch.tv forward slash Ashley bringing you the biggest and best of breaking stories as we have just done. A little bit of a recap if you were late in. Disney was a bit cautious about working with Ubisoft for the Star Wars MMO game that will be coming next year ish. PSVR 2 will be coming next year ish potentially. Battlefield 2042 will be coming this year, 
ish, but has bots in it. Not, not, not for bad reasons. Uh, and Cyberpunk 2027 is 2077 is out in the next few days and is good to play. Ish, lots of issues. <laughs> Philly boots. Um, so yeah, that, that's the recap for you. Just to let you know, there will be no stream in the afternoon today. There will possibly be a stream later on, late afternoon, evening-ish. Um, long story short. The weather is incredibly nice, and we have friends and family that we've not seen much of over the weekend because of the uh, E3 stuff. So we are going to go spend some time in the sun and with friends and family. We recommend you do the same, unless you're watching the football, then just chill out and do that too. But yeah, we could be back later on. I may jump on playing some PUBG. Um, maybe, probably not State of Decay, but Ads did ask when is that returning. That will be returning soon, Ads, because State of Decay is a really good mm -hmm. game. It's just there's been so much to play with. PUBG, massive update, being good again. Um, State of Decay being State of Decay, obviously, is good. But then Knockout City coming along as well. And and then this Resident Evil Village thrown into that. It's just been... There's been a lot of games. And we've got quite a lot of games in, to be fair. It's just we need to save some time uh, for all of them. So, yeah, it will be coming back soon. Don't know when, but it will be. Just like just like the Bastard League, which was has been coming back since December. So, you know, it is that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, there we go. Anyway, uh, we will drop off. We will raid someone else. Stick around for the raid so we can give some love to them. It's, it's, it's always nice. It's always nice. But before the raid happens, Mr. Bib, is there anything that you'd like to add? Yes. Again, thank you very much to each and every single one of you that have joined us for today and all of the E3 content, all of your subs, not to the guys that ended up following us <laughs> from the follow raid. You guys can stay away, but it has tipped us over 2,500, so goal reached, I suppose. We're at uh, we're in, over 2,607. <laughs> it's a hollow victory, but a victory nonetheless. Um, but yeah, we'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. ish. Um, but we want you guys to help shape our show. I've just skipped forward like three sentences there. Uh, if you want to help shape our show, there's two ways you can do that. First of all, find us on social media at Ice Cream Uploads across all major social media profiles, uh, platforms, sorry. Um, if you want to get involved with our Discord, uh, then you can do that. The links are in the chat. If you are watching this on demand, go into the description below. Everything that you need will be there. All we need from you is URL plus your false impressions. We will then give you our false impressions on the very next show, which will be at what time tomorrow? Mr. Graham Day. Um, I'm kind of thinking maybe maybe 10 a.m. Ish. Ish. So we got live at 10 a.m. Ish. Each and every single weekday was like was like half eleven, quarter to twelve ish. I don't know something like that today. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we never promised anything different, but we do go live at 10 a.m. Ish. Work comes first, and we fit in around that. But we still appreciate. Do you know what that makes us appreciate you guys even more? The fact that you are here, even though you don't know exactly when we're going to be live. Uh, but that's good because Twitch notifies you. If you aren't following yet um, and you are a massive bot, then feel free to follow. Actually, you will have done that already because 100 feckers did that already today. But if you aren't following yet and you do want to follow the channel, then you will get notified by the notifications on your phone when we do go live. That's the best way of keeping uh, in touch with us. If not, all the social channels and stuff that's linked in, in the chat that Bibi's already mentioned, you can find us on there and we will tweet out, post out on Instagram and everything when we do go live. So make sure if you aren't already, you follow us here and across the social media. That way you don't miss anything. Nice, nice. Okay, we will drop a raid on a friend of the channel because it's lovely to do that and we will see you potentially this evening if if not definitely 10 a.m on the money tomorrow morning ish uh have yourselves a fantastic day enjoy the sun and the football and whatever else you're doing unless you're gagad who's chained to his desk at work then you know what do you know gagad enjoy the desk and the chains we know you like the chains not like that calm down easy tiger have yourself a good day stay frosty <laughs>